Welcome to the NJ Criminal Podcast. And part four in this series. And it brings us to another car case. Everything's in the car these days. It is. Uh, state, state v. Jamal Wade, who again, he's, he's stopped in a car. He's, he's got a gun. He's, you know, he's, it's a murder case. It's a Patterson murder case. And you had mentioned the CDW, the communications data warrant. It's a GPS case. It's a cell phone tower case, making cell phone calls, uh, GPS in a, in a stolen vehicle, and a lot of technology surrounding this case that uh, brings us to a case that's right. been addressed at the active and now heading for the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah, this is um, appellate division uh, judges Alvarez and Geiger. I appeared before Judge Alvarez for a number of years when she was uh, in the Superior Court down in Cape May. Uh, she and he wrote the opinion, um, which looks, as you said, like it's going to be heading for the New Jersey Supreme Court because just a few weeks ago, November 19th, the court granted cert on the issue of, um, on a Miranda issue. So, um, and whether or not uh, the defendant, Mr. Wade, um, who contended that he was not informed of the nature of charges against him or that he was under arrest, whether he knowingly and voluntarily waived his Miranda rights. So um, the, you know, the appellate division had found no error in admitting his statement in trial and, um, and he's obviously taken it up. So, you know, this was, uh, uh, like you said, uh, happened up in Patterson, um, and, you know, basically, uh, this is a murder case, a shooting case. He, um, September 2016, there's this uh, dark-colored Audi sedan uh, who uh, pulls up next to uh, the victim's vehicle, Mr. Gee. Uh, several shots are fired into Gee's car, um, fatally killing him, fatally wounding him. Um, Patterson Police Department reviewed surveillance videos. They recovered uh, footage from a neighborhood liquor store that captured the faces of two men they believed were involved. And, and listen, this this reads like uh, several cases that I, that I have right now. It's the this, like you said a few, a few minutes ago, this you know police generally um, get surveillance video anytime there's a shooting from the area. And there's you know in, like in this case, there's a city camera that's got some footage. Um, that records the victim walking towards his vehicle, that you can see the Audi pull up. Um, you know, you can see, uh, you know, somebody uh, get out of the Audi, fire shots into the victim's vehicle, get back into the, san- the sedan and speed off. Um, and, you know, the there is a detective who basically uh, identified uh, Mr. Wade as the driver of the sedan, uh, and a Mr. Allen uh, as the passenger uh, and the shooter. And ultimately, um, the state had made an application to embed that identification in a trial that, that was granted by the trial court. So there was additional footage recovered from the area. Um, and, you know, as, as, as part of the investigation, um, the police got a communication data warrant Um, you know, basically authorizing installation of a signal monitoring and GPS tracking device to allow um, members of the New Jersey State Police um, and law enforcement to instantly and continuously track 
the position and location of uh, this black Audi, um, you know, with a particular license plate for a period of, of 30 days. Um, and that was that was basically part of, um, you know, an, an investigation into automobile thefts that had been going on. So, you know, once the they, they learned that, you know, a dark colored sedan had been involved in this particular shooting, um, they went back and they had reviewed GPS data and they learned that this this the police had been tracking a stolen dark colored 2012 Audi sedan that had been parked near the scene of the shooting at the time it occurred. So, you know, basically there had been this kind of the separate investigation going on and the police that were investigating the shooting were able to, um, you know, g use that information to, um, you know, to basically find out the direction of travel after the Audi left the scene of the shooting. Um, and so basically they get additional surveillance footage to, to see who got out of the vehicle after they find out where it went. Um, and, you know, they, they see, you know, the, the car being wiped off, uh, the door handles being wiped off with a cloth. And, you know, so you got all this surveillance evidence, all this GPS evidence, evidence that they're able to tell exactly the position of the car, you know, so this goes on and on and on, um, you know, and they, they see later that night, um, you know, that there, that the individuals had, um, gone into uh, a liquor store um, with you know these two guys in this Audi. Uh, they get surveillance from the liquor store, um, and they you know again determine that the driver who entered the liquor store was this Mr. Wade. Um, later in that footage, there was a Honda that pulled up in front of the liquor store. So this whole case is based on surveillance and GPS, um, and a man who appeared to be you know wearing. Um, you know, the same clothing as the passenger shooter. Actually, this surveillance, I'm sorry, was before the shooting. Um, and they were able to identify that individual as Alan. Um, and so, you know, long and short of it, the basically, they, they track Wade down, they stop him. Um, you know, they, they arrest, they put him in handcuffs, they grab two cell phones, off of his person, they tell him he's under arrest for murder. Um, gun, gun, by the way, never recovered. Um, and they take him back to the detective bureau for an interview, and they videotaped the interview. He was not handcuffed. Um, and, you know, basically, the detective says, so we told you why you're here. Wade nods his head. Detective reads him his Miranda rights, gets him to sign the waiver form, right? Um, he does. He, you know, Wade acknowledges when he's being read Miranda um, that he understands what's going on. So detective says, so if you want to speak to us, you're going to have to waive your rights. Wade says, I have a lawyer though. Detective says, you have a lawyer? He says, yeah. Detective says, so you want a lawyer? Wade says, I got a lawyer. I, I, I don't let me, let me talk to him. And this goes on and they have this, this, this exchange. Um, the other detective's like, does he have a lawyer for something else? Or are you? And Wade says, he's paid for everything. I got a case in Delaware, a case here. He's paid for everything. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, 
so then the first detective says, all right, so you don't want to speak to us without your lawyer? Is that what you're saying? And he said, there's nothing to be mad at. I'm a man. And detective says, all right, well, you know, you're going to have to wait to speak. And Wade says, yeah, but I got a lawyer. You said I'm under arrest, right? Detective says, no, I didn't say you're under arrest. And Wade says, you just read me my rights. The other detective says, you know, he hasn't been charged with anything. And there's like, and the first detective says, yeah, you, ha you have not been charged with anything yet. Um, so Wade says, so then talk. I don't need to tell you shit if I ain't under arrest. I know I didn't do, I ain't do nothing wrong. And then the detective says, are you verbally agreeing to speak with us? He says, yeah, I'm a man. And they say, without your lawyer? And, and clarify, are you verbally agreeing to speak to you, uh, to, to us, it should be with us, without your lawyer? And he says, yeah, verbally. I think you think I'm stupid. Uh, and then ultimately goes through and signs the Miranda form and gives a statement. And they question him. You know, he claims he was drinking at the liquor store. You know, he claims that he learned the victim had been shot. Um, you know, he, he acknowledges what he was wearing. Um, you know, goes on and on like he knew who the guy was. He identifies the victim. Um, then the detectives are like, wait a second, you know, you've been lying. We have surveillance video uh, footage from the liquor store. Um, we know what you were doing. We know where you were going. They go through all of this and, you know, says, look, at this point, you know, all you can do is help yourself. Um, Wade claims he was, you know, that they were telling him fabricated stories and requests to speak to his lawyer because this just got bad. Detective continues to speak with him, um, ultimately go back and forth. Um, Wade requests his lawyer again after the detective tells him, we know you didn't do it by yourself. And then they cease questioning him um, and then he gets charged and you know there's a lot of discussion about the rest of the of the uh, GPS evidence um, and you know before trial the obviously the state you know moves to introduce his statement at, at trial in their case in chief and that's always the obligation of the state um, to file that motion a lot of attorneys prosecutors and defense attorneys um, kind of get that mixed up but it's always this the state's obligation to show that a that a statement was obtained knowingly intelligently and voluntarily in compliance with Miranda and you know trial court says that he voluntarily and knowingly waived his Miranda rights and ruled that his statement was admissible at trial and then they have some uh, uh, you know pre-trial motions regarding um, you know the CDW and that gets admitted um, but you know Essentially, on appeal, the, you know, Mr. Wade, you know, now basically says that um, the statement never should have come in because the police never informed him of the charges he was facing and that they lied to him when they told him he wasn't under arrest, right? And, you know, after an analysis of Miranda um, and the rules in New Jersey related to Miranda, um, you know, the appellate division says no error in admitting his statement at trial. He hadn't, he had not yet been charged or indicted when he was interviewed. Um, and so basically um, found that when they told him you hadn't been charged, that was accurate. He hadn't been charged. 
um, and that the record fully supported the findings that he knew he was a suspect, he understood his Miranda rights, that he, you know, voluntarily, knowingly, intelligently waived those rights. He, you know, hadn't exercised his right to remain silent. To speak to an attorney or have one present and voluntarily give a statement to the detectives. Now, as I read that exchange, I am a little bit confused as to why there was um, not a discussion or at least a, a, a an you know a appeal by the defendant, Mr. Wade, um, about the fact that he. I mean, as I read that exchange, he had asked for a lawyer several different times, um, but that didn't seem to be the subject of the analysis by the by the appellate division, probably because it wasn't raised by Wade's uh, attorney. I'm curious if when the New Jersey Supreme Court decides this uh, case, whether or not there's any discussion about that fact. Um, you know, that the, the issue of, uh, you know, when I used to teach at the academy when I was a prosecutor, um, you know, there's a little bit of a different standard for police to follow when, you know, when you compare a defendant's right to remain silent versus their right to request a lawyer, you know, because that, you know, that Fifth Amendment um, right to remain silent and, you know, the, the Sixth Amendment right to counsel, they, that gets analyzed under a different standard. The rules, when a, when a, when a suspect asks for a lawyer, um, all questioning is supposed to stop. And that, at least that's how I always taught it. Um, and, you know, when a defendant, you know, as, a, as opposed to when a defendant, you know, asserts the right to remain silent, whether it's a, equivocal or unequivocal, you know, at that point, a detective should, should clarify whether or not they're actually remaining silent or not. But, you know, anytime I review a statement by, a, a, you know, a client and, and they at any point use the word attorney or counsel or, you know, lawyer, I mean, all questioning, in my opinion, ought to stop. So we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm a little uncertain. Um, and again, you know, we don't, we don't obviously get um, the whole transcript when we read these opinions, but I was curious about that. Right. Agreed. It is an interesting issue. I, I love the colloquy. I remember the stories more than I remember the names of the cases. And uh, this is going to be an interesting one. And I bet you'll have a lot of uh, factual recitation in the Supreme Court's opinion that hopefully, again, will will shape policing and shape policy uh, as it relates to Miranda. Yeah. And I should I should just add. To, well, I should yeah, just add before we, that one. Yeah. Before we before we conclude on that, it should just be noted that the New Jersey Supreme Court also granted cert uh, on October 8th in State versus Abba Yuba Rivas. Uh, and the issue there that they're going to look at is whether the suppression of the um, the defendant's statement to police, um, you know, related to a violation of his right to counsel required suppression of a later statement to the police made the following day. And that's that's a really kind of long, convoluted, complicated case where the defendant gave like a, a bunch of statements. And he, he's, he was ultimately indicted for, for killing his wife in a very gruesome murder. But a whole bunch of statements and, um, you know, I mean, in, in, in several of them, um, you know, it, it touched upon his, you know, the trial court had suppressed, uh, I think, at least one of his statements because of that right to counsel. So, you know, it'll be interesting to read the New Jersey Supreme Court's decision in that case in conjunction with their decision in Wade. 
Very interesting. I didn't read that one coming up, but I will take a look and look forward to maybe the court will put these together and uh, as they've done so many times and, and try to get a unified rule out of a couple of uh, important cases. Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen.